For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's uh, everything I dreamed of. I don't want to tell my dad that I love him. I still don't know what just happened. I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful for the opportunity to play this game. The legacy is not what you give people, it's what you put inside people, but also what they put inside of me. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. I have one thing to say. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. <sighs> I was rooting so hard for Cincinnati. Were you? I was too. I, I was, You know what? I, when the game started, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a blowout. I hate Patrick Mahomes. I hate his TikToking Jackson Mahomes brother. I hate his wife. But like, and then I'm like, Trevor, that's a little cynical. Like, why would you hate somebody like that? And I'm like, they just do stupid stuff on TV and I hate them. But like, you know, maybe they're just, they're just supporting their bro, you know, brother and husband or, or fiance <laughs> and they have, you know, baby daddy. And, uh, they and like yeah they they missed that touchdown at halftime and I was like man I really hope that doesn't come back to to burn them later and but like in my mind I'm like man I really hope that comes back and burns them because <laughs> there was K- Kansas City fan right in front of me and he's my friend and he 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 was smart he didn't he doesn't watch the games with anybody so oh that he, is smart I think so too because you know what I get really heated and there's there's some people no. at the, yeah there's some people at the bar that just root against you for no reason it's like dude like and you're cooking their food they're yeah. they're not very smart it's just like hey man like i i'm you know i'm an eagles fan and like someone will be like a, you know just rooting against you because they know you root for the eagles and their team sucks you're like you know what just leave me alone and this is all the start of t-bone's take the hot take the hot take i love it okay well this yeah. is something funny so we were visiting John's 93-year-old aunt, Aunt Kay. God bless her. She is on top of it. She remembers everything. She went and got a receipt and a check for the piano she had bought like 15 years ago. And it took her three seconds. She knew exactly where it was. And she's not a hoarder. She, so I was like, John, Aunt Kay's. We had the game on in the background. I go, she is more important than the playoffs. Then we drove to Boise and we listened to it on the radio. It reminded me of when my dad, we would drive places and we would listen to sports. And actually, comment below about your best memories. Did you ever do that? I know I'm a little older than you, but did you ever listen? I mean, we did on road trips. We, we just, yeah, we uh, usually coming back from uh, hockey trips. So like Jackson Hole and like... You know, obviously, like it was a little hard to get the radio on. Like, <laughs> it's like, and you're like listening to. I remember when the Vikings lost to Atlanta, and they uh, the Atlanta went to the Super Bowl, and they had lost to I can't remember who, but I remember like Randy Moss was like the best, and they had Dante Culpepper, and the kicker missed the field goal, <laughs> and they were doing the Dirty Bird dance, and I remember, I remember Cody Lample's dad. Was like he was listening to it. He knew we were going for the Vikings, and he looked back at it. He missed a field goal. He missed a target. I was like, "Oh my god, this, you are 
I hate you, Tom. <laughs> so fun. Well, no, it's a totally different experience listening. And John and I were like, oh, my word. And he's driving. And I'm like grabbing his arm and his coat. And I'm like, oh, my word. Can you believe well, this? Well, it's almost like you have to focus. And uh, oh, yeah. I think that's, you know, I think that uh, it's cool. You have to use your imagination and think about the field and where they are. And like, you well, know. And it was hilarious because John was like, I said, oh, he did this. And, it, you know, it bounced out of him and it went 10 yards. He goes, how do you know that? I go, because I can picture it. <laughs> and it was right. We watched the highlights later. But anyway, it was kind of fun and different to listen. And yeah, I had to pay attention. But um, go- good for Cincinnati. Uh, they were bested by Joe Montana and the 49ers at the end of the 81 and 88 season. This is only their third deal. So the last time, okay, so I wasn't <clears throat> alive the last time they were in the Super Bowl, but I remember the play <laughs> because they show it on ESPN Greatest Plays all the time. The guy's tight ends running across the, the end zone, and the linebacker jumps up to get it, misses it, and they so 49ers score, and they're like, yeah, the Cincinnati guys are like, no. Oh. And like, I re- like, we were talking about it yesterday. It was That's pretty so- funny. Well, I have to say, Cindy, who used to work at Lefties, now she's a realtor in town, she's going. She is so excited. She's going to the big show. And she had tickets, I think, before even. But anyway, but she's excited, so shout out to her. You know what? I'm going to just say, I don't think I'd want to go to the Super Bowl. I have been um, for work. Yeah. And actually, we're going to talk to a good friend of mine who's worked a bunch of Super Bowls next week about, he does Skycam and all that. The, I mean, there's a lot going on, and unless just, you have like good VIP something, yeah. it's I just, a little... I feel like, like being at home is like, the NFL, you're getting the best... Yeah. angles and you know and like it's such a like you're you're getting in it's two hours you're get, when you're leaving it's hours there's people yeah. there's just i mean like and yeah like you said unless you're the vip like you're getting escorted out down the elevator to the back parking lot you're out <laughs> you know what i'm saying no it's true it's true i went to one oh god years ago in san diego but um i don't even know who went yeah. We just had a lot of fun, too much fun, and I don't even think I watched the game. And oh, so this is the first year of the Super Bowl where the uh, home team is actually the home team because the Tampa Bay was actually the away team last year. Oh, that's right. Bowl, yeah. That's right. So the Rams will, and San Francisco, and, I was watching. And how, like, how many, did you see how many 49ers fans were at that game? Tons. Well, I was at a house that was all 49ers fans. Okay, we're loud, and I love these people, but they were louder than our family, and such a what? close game. I, they were. They were louder no. than our family. And it was so heartbreaking. I, I really did want San Francisco because I wanted San Francisco-Cincinnati like the last two times Cincinnati I, I definitely was going underdogs. I didn't, I didn't think that Cincinnati had a chance in hell to win. I didn't um, either. Like, uh, I used to date a girl from Cincinnati. <laughs> you tell yeah. me. You and like, uh, I was almost going to text her today. So I just found this out. I told you this this morning before we got on. So the backup quarterback, I'm not sure if he's the, the – I think he might be second string, maybe third yeah. string. Anyway, he played for the Vikings this summer. He was cut. He's undrafted. But he works out at the gym we work out in town in the off season, And his wife works in town for a company. And we won't tell who, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so I almost, very text, cool. I almost texted her, if you're <laughs> looking for a Super Bowl ticket, maybe you know track this person down. And then I was like – Dude, you don't even know this person. You don't need to be blowing up their spot and like having some randos show up and then coming back to me and then we don't get an interview with that guy. You know what I'm saying? True. But we are going to get one. We're getting a few after the season, which will be fun. But um, you always said I was in here last night and getting my burger. It was quite delicious. 
you were like, Jimmy Garoppolo threw a touchdown, so they'll lose. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then at the end, too, uh, my girlfriend's dad, uh, he's like, he hasn't thrown an interception yet either. <laughs> so that's still on the board, too. I'm like, that's just like too many numbers working against you. He's like, he always throws an interception, usually. And if he throws a touchdown, they're not as likely to win. Isn't that weird? So who do you like? I know we have the Pro Bowl first, which I used to like it when the Pro Bowl was after the Super Bowl, because then a bunch of guys can go that are going yeah. to the Super Bowl, but whatever. That's what it is. Well, But who do you like? I, I'm, I'm going to jump on the Cincinnati bandwagon just because. I, uh, I'm going for Cincinnati. But I don't I know think, if they'll win. I think the Rams are going to win. Well, and how great Mac Stafford was basically plucked from the Lions just and, to come win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah, that. Oh, <laughs> Sean McVay's girlfriend's pretty hot too. I looked her up. Somebody was like talking about her, and I looked her up yesterday, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's like this Russian supermodel." Well, of course she is. It's yeah. Sean McVay. She's probably three feet taller. Yeah, than but him the, too. so I guess they like in Cancun, Stafford and McVay like met up or something like that. Yeah, and they were probably just like, you know, Jared Goff, you suck. I mean, you couldn't even win a Super Bowl and. It was funny because in 2017, uh, it was the Eagles' year. Yeah. And so the year after, you know, the, the Patriots beat the Rams, you, this trick question was, who was the last quarterback to throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl? And then they're like, oh, well, Tom Brady. You're like, no, it was Nick Foles because no one threw a touchdown in that boring L.A. Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. So that's a fun fact, too. I like that. I like your fun facts. I know. I like it, and that McVeigh's girlfriend is hot. (laughs) She's very attractive, okay? Well, you're not... I don't want to sound shallow, but she's a smoke show. She's a writer. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I would love to be called that, but I'm not a Russian model, so (laughs) especially with my hat head. So we're both going for Cincinnati. We'll see. Um, I just think that defense wins championships, and... uh, and you know what else was cool? Both quarterbacks were so cool in the interviews. Like, Joe Burrow, um, the girl was trying to, like, tap him on the shoulders, and he knew he was there, but he was too busy congratulating his team. He's like, here, just lady, just, like, give me a second here. And yeah. then there was another moment where Joe Burrow, I guess, played um, college ball with one of the linemen. At LSU, LSU, yeah. LSU, so they won a national championship together, and this guy carried Joe off the field. And so this guy also plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. So when they won this game, he also picked up Joe and carried him around. It was pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, that's just like this LSU Tigers now Cincinnati Bengals crew. They got, you know, Jamar Chase, too. I mean, that was crazy to watch. I mean, people were going nuts in here. And he had that high step when the guy almost tackled him. And he started running the ball. I mean, like, in Mahomes... I mean, through an interception that well, was the, thing, the overtime. I think Boom. the thing was he's like he got into this mode where like he wouldn't. They missed a touchdown at the half, and then he like was like, "Oh, that's my fault." And then he started doing too much, like he's running around. It was like the Super Bowl last <laughs> year. He's running around, and like the receivers even at one point were like, "Like, get, like, what are you doing?" Yeah. No, I agree with you. And again, we were listening to it, but I was like, I can't. I mean, he almost threw a pick, and then he threw a pick, and they went down, and the rookie, McPherson, won the game for him again. Yeah. Which was awesome. I loved it. So, yeah, we'll see. 
Uh, who wins the Super Bowl? I'm going for the advertisements as well, which is awesome. Um, I've, I've seen a couple uh, advertisements already. They're pretty funny. Yeah, they are pretty funny. Uh, and the Peyton, the Manning brothers are always hilarious. I saw one this morning on Get Up. Uh, and the big news, too, this week, Tom Brady made it official. He officially retired. I don't believe him. <laughs> I, I really I do. don't. Really? I no, do. No, I don't. I don't believe him. I think he's blowing smoke. And hmm. he's a snake oil salesman. Well, Giselle wrote a very nice, I love you, you've done so great, blah, blah, blah. And then on all the shows, they're like, he's one of the oldest quarterbacks, but one of the youngest as retired human. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that Well, funny? they were comparing him yesterday. They're like, who, who does he stack up against? And like, in sports, no like icons. And they're like, well, he stacks up with like Wayne Gretzky, Michael Babe jo- Ruth, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And I'm like... Yeah, those guys aren't cool or anything. And then I, I you know, I was like Trevor Thomas, me, no big deal. I'm like, whoa, right on. They're like, yeah, right in your dreams, dude. Well, and then you know, so if he does, I think he's going to go media and have a cush life with his wife and kids, yeah. and I he seems he very takes, dedicated. I hope he takes a couple years off so I don't have to see him, and then I'm, when he comes back, I'll be like open arms. I'm like, there you are. Thank you for taking the time. Well, you you never know. And then the whole, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, this was funny. On The Tonight Show. You guys are losers. Jimmy Fallon did pros and cons of playing in the Super Bowl. I just watched it this morning. One of the pros is Dr. Dre is performing. The con is, it's the only doctor Aaron Rodgers trusts. Oh, man, that's good. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? That is good. And they're like, parting ways from Green Bay is probably imminent with him. Who knows? I'm kind of over it with him, personally. Yeah, you know, he just he's got opinions, and so do a lot of people. But he, other people don't. They have Twitter, not you know the uh, ESPN yeah. and and Pat McAfee. But you know what? You're entitled to your opinion. Do what you got to do. And he's a good quarterback. And I don't know what he's going to do, but they're saying that like the best chance for him to win a Super Bowl is probably to stay in Green Bay. Um, I don't know. Denver sounds pretty good. but He's going to have to, I don't want to say put his tail between his legs because, you know, he's an amazing quarterback. But you look at how Tom Brady retired, and, and it was just classy. You know what? I, I, another thing that I realized was, uh, you know who has as many uh, playoff wins, Super Bowls, and Super Bowl MVPs as Aaron Rodgers? Well, besides a lot of people, few people. Nick, Tom Brady. No, Nick Foles. Oh. Is t- like, they have the same playoff record. Really? And Super Bowl record and Super Bowl MVPs. So it's like, hmm, you're so good, but like, you're not. <laughs> but you're not. Because he's only one he's one. Like, he's so good, but like, it's like, hey, you're not good because you're not winning championships every year. Like, well, and he's fallen for four championships and can't make it to the Super Bowl. So that's... Who knows? Who knows? We're just um, really hating right now. I drank my haterade this morning. Sorry. I guess you Let's did. get off that. Well, um, I'm just really pumping the Eagles tires. I'm like, hey, balls, hey, balls. well, and we filmed this Wednesday morning before the weekend. Um, Jim Harbaugh interviewing with the Viking, Vikings on National Signing Day, National Collegiate Signing Day, was Wednesday. And he's not Michigan. He's interviewing with the Vikings. So I'm thinking like, he's wrapping that up. If he's, I feel like that's a bad move for Michigan. You're like, why are you interviewing on signing day? We need you to be there. I know. That's what, but it's a Harbaugh. 
I like the other Harbaugh better, personally. I like, Sorry. I like both of them. I like both, but I like the other one better. I was talking to a Vikings fan. I'm like, how do you feel about Harbaugh interviewing? He's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just ready for new blood, like, you know, <laughs> and a new regime. Like, let's do this because I think last year was kind of rough on the Vikings. Yeah. It was just like, ooh. Well, they needed those wins, and then Kirk Cousins got sick and they couldn't play and their backup quarterbacks definitely not i mean like they're these are division games too it's like you're playing the packers and oh kirk cousins is out with covid you're like well you guys are done yeah no it's um well in the whole coaching carousel mm-hmm. and then of course oh. wednesday morning uh nine teams will have new coaches in 2022 i think right now there are seven and the huge breaking news was brian flores the dolphins coach is suing the nfl and three teams alleges racism in hiring practices and it, I think it all started with Bill Belichick accidentally yeah. texting Brian Flores instead of Brian Dabble. Yeah, he said, he said <laughs> congrats. congrats on the job, and then there was a mix-up. And then he was saying that, like, in 2019, he was offered $100,000 to, like, lose games. It's like, how do you lose? I mean, I'm not a football genius, but I am. But, like, <laughs> how do you, I guess, if I were coaching a football game, we'd probably lose. So, yeah, that's probably a pretty easy way to do it. Um, but yeah, how do you lose a game and like and offer the money like that? That's just like super shady. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's all allegedly, but um, I have to give Brian Flores. You know, he had the first two winning seasons at the Dolphins, and then he got fired. And you and I talked about it a few weeks ago. We're like, what? But I, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I mean, I feel like this has kind of been an underlying issue for a long time, and. It always gets brought up, but it's never really, you know, it sticks around. It's like there's, you know, 30, 32 teams, and I believe there's only one, you know, one African-American coach, and he just got let go. And, I mean, granted, the teams are allowed to hire who they want, but, you know, I mean, this he basically just, they said that he probably won't coach again. So if he's the one that brings up the issue forever that this needs to stop, then, you know, good for him. I know he's taken, I guess his son was like, Dad, are you going to coach somewhere this year? And he's taken a huge risk for what he stands for. And I don't care what you think about anything. That gives, I give that my thumbs up. And then there's the Rooney rule established in 2003 to, in 2003, okay, it's 2022. And it doesn't seem like this has really gone into effect with a lot of people. Increase the number of minorities hired. Uh, must interview at least two diverse candidates, uh, in-person interviews with at least one external minority candidate for any GM or head coaching interview. So I really think Brian Flores is like, you know, New York had really already hired someone and they just, because of the Rooney rule, brought him in. But like I said, he could never coach again. He could, maybe someone picks him up, but uh, it's kind of crazy and it's taken over the airwaves for sure and we'll see what happens there. And if he, he still has, I think, two interviews with teams that, of course, have to do it now. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. It's just, like, it's weird. But, yeah, I, I love – I saw him on Get Up this morning. He's like, you know what? There's no way I can't – and you and I have talked about this before. I'm like, how do teams not sandbag to get the first-round pick? Because they're athletes. They're competitive. You know, be nice to get them. You know, the Eagles have a bunch because they, you know, did a bunch of rigmarole, as I like to call it. But yeah, did some swapping they did some swapping, but it's like, how can you, you play hockey. Would you ever go out and sandbag? No. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Trevor would for the right amount of money. <laughs> yeah, I don't get paid, you know. <laughs> but, so it's all interesting. It's going to be an interesting week. Um, 
both teams, of course, in the Super Bowl on, what is it, the 13th? I don't even know what day the Super Bowl is. I know it's a Sunday from this Sunday. Who got hired for the Raiders? Did you know that? Um, I saw it. Stand by. Raiders head coach. Yeah. There were some funny. um, He's the guy that drafted Tebow for the Broncos, I think. So all the Broncos fans are really happy that he's with the Raiders because they don't they think he sucks. Josh McDaniels. There it is. I could picture his face. Yeah, and I so, couldn't think so, of his uh, name. Yeah. So like all the all the Denver fans I talk to, they're like, "Yeah, pumped. This guy sucks." Well, that's <laughs> crazy. We get to play him twice a year in the division. You know, and it, sources two days ago were you know they were going to hire you know different people. Sean McVay. You know, not Sean McVay. Sorry, the um, uh, Saints coach. So it's. It's kind of just... An Sean Payton? Sean Payton. Sorry, wrong Is Sean. He's under contract, though, so they have to wait. So, yeah, it's kind of a coaching carousel, as I said before. And we'll see, and we'll really see what happens with Brian Flores. It would be interesting to see. And he was on all the morning shows Wednesday morning, which is good. But I'm still back to the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl ads. I kind of get bummed out, and we'll end on this, that now... I mean, I watch it, the Today Show, and everyone shows all the Super Bowl ads before the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's lame. Some people only watch the Super Bowl for the ads. You're, like, ruining it for them. I agree with you on that. But, um, all right, you got to go pick up Miss Amanda. I got to do books. So stay tuned because last week, H.R. DeRiggs, Huey, who I work with at the Firefighter Challenge, was talking about firefighters and football. And I cut him off on a couple really great questions. And he's coming back to answer those questions and more. So stay tuned. Um, Pro Bowl is all for football this weekend. So... Maybe I'll come here and watch a cook. And yeah. I got one more thing to say. Debo yes. Samuels is the toughest receiver slash running back I've ever seen. And when he got hit in that game, oh, they threw I... a flag because the refs are like, is it even legal to hit that hard? <laughs> <laughs> they took it back, and he, I thought he was dead. And he got up and played a great game. It and was a huge I mean, hit. that was crazy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to talk about two games and then try to, like, not watch 16 you know what I'm saying? I know, but I, get, I go into a deep depression after the Super Bowl. I'm just telling you all right now. That's why we'll be at the gym working out, trying to get Super Bowl tickets for next year from that girl. From that girl. Yeah. You know who you are. We're coming after you. All right. Thanks, Trevi. Trev, uh, everyone have a great weekend. More next week. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button, please. Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk. I have so much to talk to you about. Captain yes. of the team. Yes. You're a leader. I know you. This is that's your persona. You are confident, Aww. and and he's really a big teddy bear too. But Thank you know, you're you. confident, and you just you're so all around. Yes. Um, in so many departments. But what did you learn from being the captain, and how hard was that? I mean, you had to lead the team besides the coaches. I I became captain when I was a senior. So for three and a half, four years, as I played, you know, my fifth year senior. For three and a half, four years, I'm, you know, messing around with my boys, with my teammates, you know, with the guys who were a captain, you know, I'm messing with them like, ah, whatever. We're, we're not listening to the captain, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> we're not running hard. And then the year I became captain, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to now get the entire team because you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the offensive lineman, I'm the captain, I'm, you know. Now everybody knows me, so now I've got to get this entire team to now, one, perform and perform well because I don't want to look bad, one, and I want to win. I want a championship. Um, and 
what that did, that, that, that showed me how to separate management, how to be a good manager. You can be a good manager and a good friend and not mix the two. Um, but you also have to lead by example. You know, when it, when it was, I'll never forget, I'll tell you a quick story. We had, you know, it was the middle of summer and um, all the linemen watching this know what monkey rolls are. Um, uh, you know, if uh, you get on a five-man sled and just to put, just to put it plainly and make it quick, it's a five-man sled. You start with one man on the first, the first dummy, the first mat. You hit that dummy. You you roll on your butt and you and you do it again and you do it again until all five of you have now hit the mat all at the same time. So it's probably a ninety-degree plus Long Island, New York summer. Very hot. It feels like the sun is like right there staring at you. So our former Marine of a coach, Frank Lamani. Uh, says, okay, who's going first? And everybody starts humbling, grumbling. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And and all I could think of was, you know, my, my uncle is very um, pivotal in my life. And my uncle said, you know what? You have to be the one to get out there and show them that you love it. You have to get out there and be the one to show them that you're crazy enough to get out there and in the heat and do it and love it. And I hear my uncle and I'm like, when, when coach says again, who wants to go? I'm like, I do. He's like, Huey, you want to go? I'm like, yeah, I want to go. But, you know, long story short, through that effort, um, we became the only undefeated team in our school's history. We won a championship that year. Um, the only undefeated school in our uh, undefeated team in our school's history. Um, you know, I played division two, but, you know, I still won championships. So, you know, a win is a win is a win. Heck yeah. No, I know. I was reading that on your bio and I was like, what was that like? I don't care if you're, you know, an SEC school, Long Island University, whatever. It's championship. Yeah. And what was that like? And holding that record of being undefeated still. It's 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 surreal. It's surreal because not many NFL players get championships. Not not many, not many college players win a ring. Not many players win a win win a ring, period whether it be whether, no matter what of the three levels you're in high school, college, um, or pro you, not many people win. And I was able to win a championship in high school and I was able to win two championships in college. Um, and it was, it, it's, I'm even getting, getting chills right now thinking about it because I'll t- tell you, I'll tell you what it taught me or what it showed me. Um, for a while, when I graduated, I didn't want to go to an NFL game and, I didn't want to go to an NFL game because I didn't make it pro myself. And I was just, I was kind of salty. I was kind of salty. I'm like, man, I wanted to be pro and, you know, it would have been fun and da 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 And, you know, not, again, not everybody goes pro, but we all have aspirations. So one day one of my boys says, hey, you want to go to a Giants game? I'm a Giant. I'm a New, York, a New Yorker, so I'm a Giants fan. So I said, yeah, why not? We'll go to a Giants game, you know, have, have a couple of drinks and have some food and enjoy the game. I get to the game. And I thought I was going to not have a good time. And I thought I was just going to be a little, little bit dejected. Um, and they scored a touchdown and I heard the crowd roar. And I was like, wait a minute. I've heard that before because it was the same roar when I was in college, when we won, when we, when we won championships or we, when we won big games or when we scored. So I was like, oh, I didn't miss anything. I, I, I did. I, I experienced this. I mean, I, maybe it wasn't 110,000 people. It was probably 30,000, but 
hey, I still experienced it, whatever. That's interesting to me that you didn't, I mean, I could see why you didn't want to go. You yeah. know, I, I was not an athlete in high school. I was the pom-pom cheerleader. But I even, and this is going to sound so silly, but a lot of times I tried out once and didn't make it in college. And then I was like, well, should I try it again? I, and I guess my point is, it was fine for me. I had fun in high school, you know, all of that. In college, I went on to other things, but you have to want it in high school yeah. and college. You have to want it. I'm competitive in a lot of things in life, but sports is not one of them because I'm not very athletic in that sense. <laughs> yeah. But how did you keep that drive of you just wanted it? High school football, your high school and college football All-American. How did you keep that going? And how do you keep it going in everyday life now? It's good questions, Maria. Those are some good questions. <laughs> um, you know, how I, how I did it in school was it just, it, it, one, it felt like the right thing to do. You know, if, if that makes any sense, it, it felt like, su- like success felt good. I'll, I'll put it that way. Success felt good. And, you know, accolades felt good. Making a tackle and hearing your name felt good. Um, being, being noticed, you know, walking around the school felt good. Being interviewed by newspapers felt good. So there's a little bit of selfishness in there. There's a little bit of, of vanity in there. You know, you, you, you get, a, you get a, a, little, a little vain. But then there's also a part in there where you, you get to find out a little bit about yourself. You get, a, you get to find out what happens when, when you face adversity, you know, because not everybody's, I wasn't bigger than everybody. I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm tall. I'm a, I played offensive line or whatever, but yes, but there were, there were linemen who were much bigger than me. There were, there were linemen who were much faster than me, but you may be bigger, you may be faster, but do you have it up here? Do you, do you have, do you have the tenacity I have? You know, do you, do you have the drive that I have that no matter you know, my coach used to say being a, being a lineman is like being in a heavyweight fight for 60 for for 60 minutes and both of you taking punches. And, you know, the person who, who can take the, the the very last punch, that's the one that wins. And I mean, you know, that that's exactly what it is. You know, um, you hear about guys like Kobe Bryant and that Mamba mentality um, that get up early and go, go, go get it done. And. That's what our motto was in college. It was just, just get it done. You, you, you want to win. You want to, you want to, you want the ring. You want to, you want to, you want the, the, the applause. You want the, you want, you want everything that comes. You, you want all the trappings that come with, you know, make that, that beautiful looking bacon cheeseburger. Well, <laughs> now you got to go kill the cow. Now you got to, now you got to go do the work and process the meat. Now you got to actually cook it. So there was no, there was never a free lunch. There was never a free lunch. It was always, if you want it, then you've got to go get it. And if you don't want it and you don't want to go get it, that's fine too. And I'll, and I'll segue that into my life today. If you don't, if, if you want to be somewhere in life, then you have to take the necessary steps to get there. If you want to have a great job and, and get promoted, then you have to have that behavior. If you want to... If you want to have a nice car, then you have to save up money. If you want to go get something to eat, then you've got to, you know, have money to have, have a job to earn that money to go do it. So it's it's 
I don't know. It's just those, those things have permeated into the rest of my life, everything that I experienced with football, you know, because if I can go up against somebody who's 6'5", 240, running a 4'3", and I can shut him down, then, hey, I can handle this job, too. I, th- this job is nothing or these little these, these bills are nothing. I've I've I've, you know, played played somebody and made them beat them 21 nothing. I mean, you know, so you always go back to those stories is, you know, if there's one thing and I'm sure, you know, that football players are perfect. at is telling stories, telling <laughs> yes. stories, telling stories about their, their, their old battle wounds. So I remember first, uh, third down fourth quarter, when we were playing against Georgia. Oh man. Do you remember that? Oh boy, that was crazy. But it's like that because those moments are frozen in time. They're literally frozen in time. I can go back to every championship game. I can go back to all those big wins, the big wins, because it's frozen. It's frozen in time. And it's interesting. Someone like me or my whole thing is with your career and your job, you know, I used to have the, well, should have, could have, would have I done this? Or what if I should have done this? But then it's like, but you're here now. I always say I'm exactly, I'm, exactly where I'm supposed to be or I wouldn't be here. But I think the pressure on just normal human beings that don't even play sports to go out and get a career is hard. But then you came from these championships. Did you ever feel like, oh man, I, you know, I can't fail because I haven't in the past in sports. Did that roll over into what if I didn't get a job I wanted, or what if I got let go from a job, no matter what the circumstances, I mean, it's hard for me. And I didn't even have that you know, mentality of just go get it, just go, you know, in sports, but does it make it harder? If I not saying that you've had a lot of failures, but everyone has ups and downs in their lives. Does it make it harder when you're on a down or does that make it easier for you to climb it back out? Cause you're like, look, I used to go against six, six, 260 pound guys and win, you know, it, I, I can take this job or I can do this, or I can save up for the, you know, yeah, it, it it absolutely. It definitely it like I said it it, per, it it definitely permeates to other areas of your life because you you don't you, you always have that strength to fall back on. You don't you you always have that strength to fall back on. You always you're always hustling to find something to to get to find a way out. You you you're always problem solving. That's that's what I'm trying to say is that you know, playing sports like football or or contact sports or sports that are very mm, physically demanding, whether it be mentally or you know, you, it, if it's mentally demanding, it's also part of your body. So that's physically demanding as well. But if you play a sport that's very demanding on your body, then it causes you to critically think. It causes you to figure out, okay, how can I, how can I fall back? How can I, you know, land on my feet on this one? What, what do I need to do to, to figure this out? You know, um, one play that you you get beat, the next play you 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 beat the guy. So, and the same thing in life, you know, one day you lose a job, next day you 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 get a great job. Um, thing things happen, you know, and the 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 moral of the story is is things happen. Um, you have to be able to roll with the punches. Um, you have to you have to know know how to look adversity in the face, know know how to be humble enough, be be humble enough to look fear in the face and acknowledge it, you know, acknowledging a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge fear because it's scary. Duh. 
but <laughs> <laughs> because but at the same time it's empowering empowering to acknowledge that fear to look that fear in the face because once you do and you succeed it's ha gotcha fear come at me again and then next time fear comes at you it's like well, remember what i did to you last time i got something else for you so it's it's hard. I'm not going to I'm not going to sit sit up here and say that, you know, it's all peaches and cream every day. And, you know, I'm super motivated all the time. And and I don't I don't need people to lean on, you know, um, every leader, every leader needs a coach. Um, every. Everybody needs somebody to lean on. Is that a song? <laughs> I'm not oh, going to no. sing it, but yeah, oh, no, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it either, but I feel like it's a song. Yeah. Somebody lean on me. Lean on me. Yeah. 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 I I think you made such a great point because people that don't play sports, especially as demanding as football, everyone needs someone to look up to, whether like me, it was my parents, my, you know, I had immigrant grandparents. I mean, how do you come over not knowing the language to this country? I know things were a lot different back then, but you know, you, everyone needs their coach. Even, you know, I have a gentleman in TV. He's my mentor one of my best friends and now business partner, but he's still the boss. And anything I do in life, I'll call him up and say, Hey, David, what about this? And he'll give me a surprise. I don't sometimes. And he'll be watching this. I'm like, well, I don't know if I agree with that. He goes, well, you ask for it. Don't ask for advice. If you don't want to hear the answer. And this is true. Everyone needs that, you know, their coach, their mentor, they're, um, you know, the team players, the camaraderie, like you said, with the mm-hmm. firefighters football, I find it in rodeo. It's it's an amazing family. Um, but the right. difference, too, is that nowadays you guys didn't have and again, you're not that old, but social media was not where it was now. And I think and I'm sure, you know, a lot of athletes, especially even some of the younger firefighters. How does that impact them? Because. I mean, you're under a microscope. You were in college anyway, I'm assuming. You had, you know, curfews, you had lights out, you you had a routine. And now with social media, I mean, it helps some, sure, maybe in a career of social media and broadcasting and all, but I just I don't know if I could have done that. Because I post enough, but probably not as much as I should for my career. But well, you know, the the biggest thing that what what started to happen when, you know, as I started to to get in my later years in high school and college, um, the social media started to come up and it started to, you started to see more guys use that media as far as um, it, when, I, when I was coming up, um, media tapes were very big. Um, so, you know, you would get guys who would, <clears throat> uh, you know, who wanted highlights. So the, 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 the transition was rather than sending a coach or sending a school just video of you playing a game, you know, you would hire somebody in your family, your father hired a cameraman to actually watch you the whole game. And then, you know, that cameraman goes and creates this wonderful, edit, beautifully edited, uh, 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 you know, sizzle reel, if you will. And, uh, you know, that's what they would send to schools. So that was the that was the, the, the thing coming up with social media that, um, you know, I, I, I saw the writing on the wall that, you know, it was it was it was useful. Um, but I think, I think we, we used what we needed to do, what we needed to at the time, um, had social media been around, I'm sure we probably would have jumped on it and, you know, cause we were still on, we were on, uh, Facebook and, you know, MySpace and, you know, a- AOL and, <laughs> 
you know, we, we, we were on it. We were on all those things. <laughs> so Yeah, you did. We did have email back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, not to diss it because it helps our careers, the mm-hmm. careers we're in. It does help. Um, I just think some people, whether you're a football player or not, you know, you can get lost in it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're not, if you're not smart, it can, it can, it, there's a, there's a rabbit hole, you know, I, I, instead of, instead of uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland, they should call it Alice in Instagram because, <laughs> you know, if you, if you, if you, if you're not careful, if you're not careful, you can spend many, many moons, much, much time on social media and it's not growth time. You know, um, you can make money on social media. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you can't, but I'm saying that from a, ent- it, 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 let me say it right. Entertainment is entertainment and know how to appreciate it or know how to absorb it at the, when the time is right. I should say that, say it that way, that you're not supposed to be entertained 24 seven. There's some time where you got to work, you know? So I would say that's the difference is that uh, social media has become uh, a money-making tool, a financial tool, but it's also just a, um, you know, short video and quick picture rabbit hole that you just got to be careful. I love Alice and Instagram. Oh my word. So good. That's going to be the post for this one. Yeah, it's true. And it takes work. And I think all the athletes and especially football players I've interviewed over my life, it takes work. And I think sometimes a lot of young kids and even people who want to get into television will go, I want to work with you. I want to, you know, do this and do that. And, And I'm like, it's work. I interviewed a dear friend of mine and he is busier than both of us combined and has a family. And, and he's like, it's work. You got to love it. And you can't do it just to become famous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are a lot of people out there that have done that. But it's work and it's every week and it's posting and things like that. But And that's where I think, too, so many football players are successful. And, it, and it's heartbreaking sometimes to see these super successful players, whether it's mental health or, you know, they get in a bind. And we all we all make mistakes. And to me, sometimes it's like, it's too bad. And people are like, they have everything, but they have everything and they have a lot of pressure too. And I yeah. mean, I'm sure you felt it still. I mean, once you won the first collegiate championship, you come back the next year, it's like Tom Brady losing. What? He's not going to be in the Super Bowl this year. It, there's a lot of pressure when you do well. Yeah. And, and how did you handle that? And I won't keep you much longer, but how did you handle that coming back to say, okay, we don't have all the same guys, but we still want to win another championship. You ask wonderful questions. Let me tell you a story. You see, here goes another story. I love it. Our, my viewers and listeners love it. We we um we went we won the first championship. Okay, so <clears throat> I had a great college story. We went to we went to four championships in a row. We lost two, and then we won two back to back. So we lost two back to back, and then won two back to back. Um. So the, 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 the first, the first year, the first year we, that, you know, my, my freshman year, I would just say the, the team was rebuilding. We had, we, you know, they had poor, a poor record before they were, they were, they were two and 14 the year before. And, you know, they got, they got all the draft picks and, you know, we, the, the, the year I came in, you know, they, they had number one draft picks. So, you know, we had um, kids coming from all over New York city and um, you know, but it took us a while to, to really get to know each other. So first year, um, six and four. Next year was seven and three. 
Um, but the year we won a championship, we were eight and two. Um, and then the, the following year, we went nine and one. Um, then the, the following year, we went undefeated. We went uh, 11 and 0. Um, and I'll never forget after the first championship, that first camp, Coach was watching video and he was like, oh, let's just watch some film. And, you know, we, we had the first game and coaches watching film. He's like, hey, Huey, they, they called me Huey. He's like, hey, Huey, let's, let's, look, let's, let's look at your feet. So he's like, yeah, let's look at your feet. And he's like, he was like, everybody, everybody, come, come, come around. So the entire, the entire team is now in the locker room in front of this little, in front of this little camera, this little uh, TV. And we're watching film. I'm, I'm thinking coach is getting ready to give me a good shout out. Like, you know, I did a great block and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Coach takes the remote, and I mean, he went from play, rewind, pause, <laughs> rewind, pause, point, rewind, play, point, and I was in the middle of it, talking about, Huey, you've gotten slow. Look at how fat you've gotten from last year. Oh, you, look at your feet. Your feet are all slow. This guy's running circles around you. You're supposed to be Mr. All-American? <sighs> So there you want to you want to talk about pressure. That was, the your, you know, that inside ridicule from the family. You know, I, I had you know, that that was a very there was eye opening that I was resting on my laurels from winning a championship. And that's why it's so difficult to repeat. You know, it's it's because if, if you can get a team to one, lose people, but still have that same culture to be able to put put it together, get back to the championship, get back to that bowl game. That is, I mean, look you, you look at Patrick Mahomes, you know, four four back-to-back championship games. You know, uh, look at look at all these quarterbacks who who have done just a great job, but it takes it there's, there's something that, you know, you have to have. You have to have that intangible grind. You have to have that mentality. You have to have that get up and go that I'm not going out tonight, that I need to go lift, that I need to write this paper. It's, it's not just on the field. It's not just in the weight room. It's not just it's on the field. It's in the weight room. It's in the kitchen. It's in your family's house. It's in your dorm room. It's in the library. The, 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 the Mamba mentality, that grind mentality, that hustler mentality is, is everywhere. It's everywhere. And if you don't have it, you're not going to win. And as much as we want to say, oh, you know, it's not about winning, it's about playing. If it wasn't about winning, then there wouldn't be W's and there wouldn't be L's. There, would, there, would, if, there wouldn't be those two columns. If it was about participation, then, then there would be a P, a P column. There'd be a W, a P, and an L. But there's not. There's a win column and there's a loss column. You either win or you lose. Because no one wants to tie. No, no one wants it. Oh my goodness. No one wants to tie. You think and I want to play 60 minutes today? The refs say we've got a tie game. No, we don't. We are playing until somebody wins. I'm not leaving. Well, and I won't even get into Trevor and I always talk about, you know, the overtime rule in the NFL. I like the collegiate one because everyone gets a chance. Okay. 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 Not really okay. decided on a coin toss. Okay. I don't know if well, the NFL will ever change it. I'm hoping they will, my personal opinion. Well, so we're talking about the Buffalo game, I'm assuming. 
Well, uh, yeah. I mean, all okay. of them um, a couple weeks yeah, yeah. ago. Yeah, basically. Okay. okay. So, so I was talking. I was talking to some people about this, and it was a it was a great conversation because it was like, well, Buffalo didn't get the ball. Some people are saying, well, that's not the rule. Buffalo didn't stop them. If Buffalo stopped them, then they would have got the ball back. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And, and I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, that that does that does play there, you know. Um, and and I guess that's the difference between. The levels. That's the difference between level two and level three. Level two, okay, everybody gets a chance. Everybody gets the ball. You know, who knows what could happen? Level three, you don't get a chance. So. No, that's a good point. That's a very good point. And, you know, not like in T-ball. I'll never forget when my brother played. You know, not everyone gets a trophy. And you got to learn at a young age that it's not just, okay, well, you get four at bats. And, you, you know, I mean, it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. It's somebody's got to win, and you know you gotta you gotta feel that pain of loss. You gotta feel it. You gotta you gotta shed a tear, you know, to be able to to come back from it and say, no, I'm not going to feel that way anymore. I'm not going to cry anymore. But let, I want to say one quick thing, and then I, and and I know I know you got to run. Talking about the playoffs, um, do you remember? Let's 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 just let's give Uh-oh. Gabriel Davis. Let's give Gabe Davis from the Buffalo Bills his props for those four touchdowns that he that he scored. unprecedented no one had ever done it before but do you remember the second to last touchdown that he caught it was it was the he he caught this excuse me the third he caught the third touchdown where he faked a corner and ran the post and the corner fell down do you remember that play i do that (laughs) i i replayed that play so many times because you know there are not that many receivers that have that kind of jab step that have that kind of quickness you know santonio holmes was like that um antonio brown is like that uh uh um steve smith was like that uh um you know countless other very fast wide receivers um but i swear mike hughes is his name mike hughes if you're watching god bless you you know uh, I'm not talking bad about you. I'm just, you know, this is just football banter. So if you if you watch it and listening, don't be mad at me. But <laughs> this man, his backpedal, he he got he got stab he stabbed so uh, Gabe Davis stabbed so hard at Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes looked like he stepped on a landmine. Like I mean, he just he 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 thought he he went for that fake, and I mean. His feet got crossed. His arms went up in the air. He turned around, fell on his face. I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no, that's not that's not good. That's embarrassing. <laughs> well, that, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I've had embarrassing moments in my career, but when you're out on the field and you're embarrassed, oh. you got to just shake it off and get up and go. He, like he, and God bless like him. that. God bless him. He did because if uh, I, I replayed it and Mike Hughes number twenty one. He took that, he took that, that, you know, that, that break, somebody got him and he, he got up and just put his head down. He was like, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to fight it, man. I'm not even going to fight it. And you know, God I love him. it. You get so animated and so many football players do. And that's why there are a couple guys on, I was watching on ESPN that get so animated, you know, 13 seconds left. You always do the squid kick. Blah, blah, blah. And it's so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get so into it and I never played. I just used to watch it all every Sunday with my dad after church. Right. But, and sorry, there, there's a leaf blower out here, but, no, um, no. so 
but I get it. And you guys get so animated. It's so much fun. And it's so much fun for me to get these stories out. Cause you're right. Yeah. Everyone has a story. I have stories, yeah. but they're way more yeah. exciting when it's about a football game and oh, yeah. you know, a career and that you still get so excited about the game. And I'm glad you went to that first pro game and had yeah, fun. And said, oh, I get it. Um, yeah. I just think it's, especially this season, it has just been so much fun to watch and yeah. unprecedented. And yeah, no Tom Brady, no Aaron Rodgers in the play, you know, in the division and all that are in the Super Bowl. And it's, you know what, it's been fun and it's been something fun for me to introduce to everyone and people like you that, yeah, football has affected your life in a big yeah. way. Absolutely. And and I love all your points. And I love you, man. Love you too, Maria. I love you too. Love you too. I must say, you know, I, I had so much fun with you that, that year. You know, you taught me so much, you know, so, so professional, you know, watching you. And then, you know, from going from that and then watching you do the rodeo stuff, I'm like, there's Maria. <laughs> You're so sweet. Yeah, I, I've lost, you know, you said it takes a lot of everyone's vain, but you got to be humble. And yeah. This podcast and vlog, let me tell you, there's no vanity. There's no makeup. Uh -huh, I'm like, uh -huh. I'm going to put my glasses on to see and to cover the bags under my eyes. <laughs> but that's why we do what we do because we love it. And, yeah, right. you know, you are HD The Voice. And I just, I do want to say that you're starting a podcast and I can't wait. I don't know yeah. if you want to give away what it is or wait, tell it, but I'm going to help promote that well, I'm a, I'm, it's it's going to be, I don't want to give away too much just for legal purposes. You know, I want to keep all that in just to make oh, sure, yeah, you know, all the, 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 the trademarks and copyrights are in there. But it's going to be for our first responder community. Um, it's going to be for them, about them um, on on a whole level of just um, being uh, of caring for them, um, you know, a, a network where they can really just, you know, find, uh, find a, a safe space, a safe place, um, in each other. So uh, don't worry, I'll keep you posted. It's, uh, you know, it's getting built awesome. now and it's, it's, it's going to be great. And, uh, we've got, we've got, uh, you know, great, uh, great, great topics coming up. So, you know, as soon as, it's, as soon as it's up and running, don't worry, I'll, I'll let you know and I'll keep I you know. posted. Well, thanks for the stories. It's great. And, um, watch for his new podcast coming out. I'll put all your social media down below because it is yes. good for promoting this stuff. That's right. Thanks, honey. Mwah. All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks HD. And if you missed our podcast last week, make sure you get the first half of it. He's such a positive, great guy. And again, thanks to all of not only the football players for sharing their stories with me so far, but all the firefighters and the first responders who go out every day and uh, save lives. So thanks to them. That is my Maria's Minute. Be happy, be safe, and we will see you next week. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.